Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, episode 113. I'm Auntie AK and I am here with Aunt Farah, Auntie Nana, and Auntie Shade. Hello, my ladies. Hello, everybody watching. How are you? And what's been the highlight of your day? Can we not change that to week or? <coughs> well, it can be week with Sunday. <coughs> Uh, it's Monday. I can week or day. It's whatever you feel like talking about. What's been a good thing? It have to be deep. Um, I, I I will go. So the highlight for me was yesterday. Not only being my birthday, I'll go into that <laughs> later on inside my grad. But because I managed to demonstrate that I am a spectacular wing woman, and <laughs> I, I facilitated numbers being exchanged, and so I'm very proud of myself that was ha- that that people were able to see that I'm really good at this dating thing. Yeah. That, I that feel was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know because I don't you, we need to see your track record, your tally, your chart of success rate and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't, don't fix your face. What's your success rate as a matchmaker woman? They got numbers. How many times has that happened? All the time somebody will allow me. Times, times, times I've been out with you, I've never had a, a number in New York. Oh, remember that guy? Wow, What's number? Do not lie. He was a young dude. He Do not lie. This is, a this is on camera. This is literally just this happened. A young when guy when we was in New York for Afropunk, he stopped outside of the bodega. We came out, and you wasn't really gonna chat to him. And I was like, but he's quite good looking. And then you well, this is a number. whole lie. This actually, happened. I'm not I even have lying. never had an American number from any guy. In New York, the no, young guy, black dude, really Farah, tall. Obviously, it was black. Farah, Auntie Farah, have I ever, have I ever said to you, fads? Oh my God, there's this nice guy that I got a number from in New York when I was with Nana. Thank you. <laughs> I would yeah. message the girl to back you up. I've been out with you, Nana. I don't have no numbers. So <laughs> what you, you saying? Allow me to. Well, what are you me? saying? All right, so are you going to allow me to do it now? Do your thing. Okay, there we go. So I don't have to respond to them, but if you think you're a bad girl out here, do your thing, innit? All right, all right, all right. And, okay, I like, and also, all Auntie Nana's family and friends who are watching, can you please give us receipts on how many times she's been a successful wing woman and got you pertinent numbers that has led to satisfactory and fulfilling relationships as an as end result? The, the, send in your comments. There's probably one or two of them that can work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm giving Nana a prop. She done her thing, you know. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, I'm not removing that, but she's claiming title that she's good at certain things. And so far, the evidence. I am. I am. Most people just don't allow me to do it, but I'm actually good at it. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, watch this space. <laughs> okay. else? What's, what's been good in your day, girls? Bring some joy to the world. So today, I actually, for work, I had the chance to visit, like, the Notting Hill Carnival Tabernacle place where Mangrove are based. And it was just really cool because Carnival's back this year. I'm lucky enough to be working on aspects of it kind of thing. So I'm really excited. And it was so just... you were excited about being in the ends, basically? Huh? Yeah, it was cool. 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 But like just going, like walking around the area, do you know what I mean? Like and seeing some of the history so, and stuff. So good, isn't it? it? Cool. Yeah. It's I had a lovely good, there, isn't it? I, I had a good time. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> 
yeah that was that's me and also the weekend was amazing but we can talk about that later or maybe in Patreon. <laughs> go on first I ain't got one yeah you have a highlight of today not a good thing not a good thing not a bad thing not a highlight I don't think yeah I can't think of one so was... uh, for me I got through some good meetings and I hit some deadlines if and that was it. So I'm very happy about that because those deadlines are important and I'm very impressed that I met them and so on. Oh, and I put out a fire. I feel like I can talk about this. Yeah, we had an interview with Kiki Palmer scheduled today and there was a mix-up with communications where we thought it was an online interview. It was actually a face-to-face interview. And so it was like, the PR was like, where's your journalist? And I was like, I don't know. And then we managed, we had to sort it out. But we managed to get it rescheduled and put on Zoom for later on in the day. And then my journalist said it was a good interview. So that'll be coming out soon. Look out for it on Bridge Blacklist. And so keep an eye on the Bridge Blacklist for the interview. That made me happy. Put out fires. So guys, welcome to Aunties Could Never. It's a podcast for cool aunties and uncles everywhere where you hear no nonsense, straight talkings and lots of fun stuff. Get your plates, get your drinks and let's start the show. Auntie Farmer, warm us up, kid. Warm us up. Warm us up, kids. So today, if I can find the... Long. I'm actually dying, guys. I don't know what's going on. But what's I'm... wrong with you? You're having a coughing. You're coughing. Yeah. It could be a fever getting to your chest. I had a, a slight asthma. Oh, I'll talk about it later. I had a slight asthma coughing attack as well. The pollen's high these days. It's true, actually. The pollen's high and the sun is low. What kind of foolishness is that? Anyway, let's go. Okay. So today, I thought we'd do guess the lyric. Okay. okay. I know, Auntie Nana took a big gulp. Big gulp. <laughs> so it's guess the lyric R&B songs. Okay, are you ready? I might yeah. help you out with the artist if you don't get it at first. And you have to buzz in, basically. Oh, how? I'll make a little tally. I'll make a little tally of who's winning. Cool, all right. What old school R&B artist names completes the following phrase? I can't sleep at night. When you're on my mind, blank is on the radio. Al Green, Rick James, Marvin Gaye, or Bobby Womack? What? Do you need a hint? Sad songs or slow songs on the radio? Songs by Mariah Carey. Yes. Oh, Bobby Womack. (laughs) Yes. I didn't buzz, buzz. sorry. But I'll give you that. Mm. I (laughs) buzzed. Okay. Bobby Womack. <laughs> Bobby Womack is the correct. On answer. the radio, that's from If You Think You're Lonely Now. When it's in a, da, 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 da. I know it's that song. Right. Yes, it's, it's from it's the right. Emancipation of Mimi album. It's the song of her soup. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I love that song. Yeah. Oh yeah, that song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's that um, cover of that. All up in my head. Okay. 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 Montel Jordan song. This is how we do it. Hmm. <laughs> Hit the shore, cause I'm faded. Honey's in, honey's in the street. Blank. Yo, we made it. Honey's just um saying, there you go. made it. Made it. Honey should say, what are you saying? Say Montel. Yo, we made it. Isn't it yo? Yo, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so confused by all of you. What did you say? I said, honey, yo, made it. I don't know. I don't no. know. Honey, what did you say? Honey's in the street saying, Monta, yo, we made it. Auntie Nana, what did you say? <laughs> I said, honey's in the street saying, yo, Monta, we made it. None of you were right because okay. the dance is money. 
Money oh, here. I wish that, you know. After said, money, 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 it's money. Yeah, now, now you're going to all say you need That's why you hear it in context. You do, remember. Okay, next one. Tony Braxton, yeah. you're making me high. The very thought of you makes me want to get blank. Undressed. All my worst songs. Okay, next one. Mary J. Blige, real love. Okay. When I met you, I just knew that you would take my heart and run until you told me how you blank. You said I'm not the one. (laughs) Got the triangles back. (laughs) 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 Fell for me. Correct, Auntie. Oh, don't <laughs> 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 um, Okay, last one. Mm-hmm. Cisco, song. Mm-hmm. I hate this song, by the way. Oh my um, God. <laughs> you he likes to dance at all the hip hop spots and cruise to the streets and connect the dots. Now, just urban, she likes to. Is it, isn't it living La Vida Loca? Mm. Living La Vida Loca. She likes to something. No, because she like, not just urban, she blank, because she was living La Vida Loca. Oh. She likes to fuck, I think, but I think that's what he was trying to say. She likes to bop, dance, dance. There you go. Protest sound. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you can done with the triangle now, bro. (laughs) (laughs) How is it just a hand as well? (laughs) Always ready. Auntie Shada, he welcome me to the family. Okay, like I said, I'm so prepared, but I have. Did think of someone that we can welcome to the family, which is Rachel Finney. I think that's how you say her surname. Yay! Contestant on um, Love Island. And I just want to just give her, just send her some auntie love because she had to deal with some bullshit last week and it was just unnecessary. So basically, in a nutshell, some ex-contestants guys were talking about her on the live, totally unprovoked and basically were just like, talking about her looks in a derogatory way and they're just laughing at her which is unnecessary so unprovoked and I just think you know what she wasn't in the show for that long she wasn't like she didn't disgrace herself in any sort of way apart from a little dinosaur walk but she laughs about that but I think that she's just a like a generally cool girl that just seems to just try to be doing her thing and she didn't deserve that at all so I would like to send her some auntie love welcome her to the family yeah and I just think well done to you for just holding it together you know yeah well done yes welcome welcome. did one of the uh, guys apologize all of them all of them have all of them, I think, all of, them, all of them have done like, yeah, apologies. but it's like PR apologies. And mm. she came out and said, Look, like, <laughs> some of you are still trying to get through to me, I'm not interested. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just PR stuff, but yeah, but I don't think apologies cut, it's just unnecessary. No, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you know what? A bundle of black boys involved in that conversation, that's what I say. Sorry, it's very disappointing. It like, is disappointing. 
And then you've got Faye jumping in and saying, yeah, <laughs> did you see her? Who's Faye? I don't know. No, absolute audacity. Faye's the, remember we spoke about her, the white woman mm. last year who shouted at Teddy, the black guy, the Nigerian dude. Oh, her. On that tirade. From nowhere comes with her, woe is me. Like, I understand because I was one of the most hated people in Britain. Oh. When I, and you're like, who was talking to you, Faye? What to do but with you. Honestly. Just jumps in. Oh, all right. Let's get the comments. How annoying. Yeah. So, hi, everybody. Gracious greatness. Hi, T says, good evening, aunties. Hi. T says, loving your hair, Auntie Nana. Yes. Very nice. Gracious eight said, auntie should use a school bell, not a triangle. Don't get us started. And uh, Ronald says, hello, ladies. Hi, Ronald. Okie dokie. As you're listening to the show, please add your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And wherever else you listen, please leave your comments. Oh, and who's reading out the comments that some of the lovely comments that we've had left on the show? Is that you, Auntie Nana or Auntie Sade? Or me? Or Farah? Is that for me to read? I'll read them. So these are some (laughs) lovely comments that came in from Patreon. And the episode that is currently up on there, our exclusive episode, is The Auntie Survived Red Pilling. And Miss K says, great episode. I swear I would have been Auntie Sade eyeing up the exit hard. If you do go back on that podcast, I hope Sarah Garvey is on it. That's a debate I'd love to watch. And Ronald says, great show, ladies. Please return to that snake pit now that you... Now you know what to expect. You'll be a low loaded for bear. And the definition of loaded for bear is to be prepared mentally or physically for extreme opposition, typically used in reference to an aggressive or potentially violent situation. Mm, we should see that it definitely was a violent situation. <laughs> what I was watching, that was a big old attack. So as mentioned, that was from our very first special exclusive. Second. Second exclusive Patreon episode called Auntie Survive the Red Pill. And you're only going to get to see it if you sign up. We have three tiers. Make your choice. And to those of us who want to join, for those of you who want to join the Patreon family, what we're trying to do is build a big old family gathering. We want you to come along with us on our journey to building a bigger, better show for you, where we can get in a studio, where we can be lit beautifully. So you just bless you with more Auntie presence. Help us help you. Yes, help us help you be better people. <laughs> but yes, so sign up. The site is... I've also got, sorry to interrupt you, I've also got a really good name for the Patreon now. I've, I've literally just come up with it, but I won't mention it in here, I'll mention it in our Patreon. Okay, so patreon.com forward slash your aunties could never. Time to move on to what have you heard, news and culture. This is where we get into what's popping in the news and cultural streets. I'm actually up first, so I'm going to continue talking. I don't know which one to go for. Guys, help me out in the comments. Oh, you got two seconds to help me out. Sweden Gate. I don't know if you guys heard about Sweden Gate. And basically, a black woman talked about her time in Sweden and how actually in Sweden, if you're invited as a guest, you're not expected to, they're not expected to feed you. You're supposed to sit there and wait for them to finish dinner before you can resume visiting. I wanted to talk about that. Or Jack Harlow, there's been a lot of, there was a story, an interview that he did where he talked about how he loved black women and how he celebrates black women and he uplifts black women and he owes his whole career to black women because black women have held him down. And there seems to be a conversation about the, the, the need to be validated by Jack Harlow. Should we care about what Jack Harlow says? Is he saying the right thing? Is it just PR? 
Is it just lip service? I don't know. So I don't know what to talk about. I think both are very interesting. What do you want to listen? What do you want to talk about? I don't mind talking about the, the Swedish thing because what do you mean you don't get fed? Me and you's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so I come to your house and I watch you eat. Huh? Basically. And is that is she is she talking for the whole of Sweden? Because surely that can't be the case. So <laughs> I didn't know, to know what I was going to go through, so I'm a little less prepared. So, based on Sweden Gate, right? So, this woman, let me find it and get the whole facts because I had a different story up right there. But yeah, no, basically, this woman was saying that in Sweden, traditionally, there's a culture where you, when you go and visit, and even as a child going to have a play date, they're not expected, the family's not expected to feed you. You're supposed to wait quietly whilst they eat or do anything family oriented whilst you're there. They don't stop their family show for you. You'll sit quietly, maybe in the bedroom or somewhere else whilst they eat family dinner. And then when they finish, your friend or whatever you're, whatever you're doing will resume. That's their culture. Another person on the, on the thread said that they were asked to bring their sheets when staying at a friend's house in Sweden. Also, <laughs> there's another thing where when they go to um, family functions, no, sorry, like parties or barbecues and stuff like that, people are expected to bring their own drinks and nurse their own drinks. If you bring bottles, it's quite fine for you to stand around your bottles of drink and make sure you are the only person that drinks them. And anyone else who drinks from your collection of drinks is because you've actually graciously invited them to. But other than that, you cannot, it's like a faux pas to go and pick up someone else's drink and drink from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we know <laughs> what the population of black people is in Sweden? I don't know the numbers to be fair. I actually don't know the numbers. But what this unleashed also, there's an, um, an article called A Social Media Takedown is a Blessing in Disguise for Sweden because usually in conversations about politics and stuff like that, Sweden is often looked as the place of peace, neutrality, and the place where politics don't mess up the country kind of thing. But they, with this Sweden, well, Sweden too, like those kind of Nordic countries are seen as not really involved in the political conversation. Do you guys not feel that? I don't know. I know Switzerland is always a neutral place, but Sweden. Yeah, and- like the Nordics in general, they're they're yeah. seen as like they're held as oh they're the best places. Don't I, I swear it's like Sweden, Switzerland, and Norway and Denmark usually get like top four, top five in terms of like places to live or where rights are good for women or that that kind of thing. So they they're definitely are like I, I definitely know for sure like from a, a corporate pers- uh, perspective that they look at them as the example as best practice do you know what i mean yeah it's interesting so yeah the, the, the author of the tweet thread was a gambian swedish author called lovette jello and she used a sweden gate hashtag to facilitate raw discussion about what it's like growing up and living as a black person in sweden with all its unspoken rules and structural racism and also they've got the apparently of indig- indigenous sami people i don't know who they are but they've got similar to the aborigines in australia they don't treat them very well so it's just interesting. I think what we, t- I think my der- der- derivative of this conversation is that there are countries that have really great PR, and then there's countries like out some of our home countries that don't. And we've always talked about rebranding our country's image to uplift and maybe better its p- positioning in the social conversation about politics and stuff like that. But this is where maybe PR goes bad. I don't know. It's just a conversation about countries' PR, and but yet the truth of the dirty truth that hides on that lurks underneath. And whether it's a gift or a curse to have a country perceived as perfect when you've got so much negative stuff going on behind the scenes. I've just been going through a few bits on this. Mm-hmm. And Candice 
Osborne actually put this in. She suggested it as, as a news story a couple of weeks ago. And there were some really interesting points in the parts that she suggested. One namely being that we don't actually talk about the global South. So that generally is like the Nordic countries uh-huh. and that they hoard onto things and they're not as generous. And actually that doesn't create a cohesive society. So more when a society is more giving, they thrive more. But over there, they are very much like individuals. So it's, mm. it's become a part of their culture yeah. to actually be like, we only feed our family. So that's why they don't take in refugees. And that's like state policy. It's all, it all goes hand in hand. They'll feed white people before they will feed any other races as well. It's, that's a cultural norm for them. I definitely agree. We don't hear of that with Sweden or Switzerland or Norway. I'm scared of going to Norway because I, I hear stuff about Norway, but definitely you don't really hear of Sweden being unfriendly to other cultures. And by all accounts, they definitely have this running through them. But it just seems super weird that you could have what would be considered a first world country and you don't give your guests food. That's a, a cultural norm. That is crazy to me. I don't get. And, and then the other way around you would consider lots of African countries third world Mm. but then people will have communal eating like it's like you have sayings of eat with me like various things in all different languages Gar has it tree has it it's like the plate goes down and then you welcome everybody come and eat with me and it's up to the person there to say no I'm, I'm okay or most of the time you will be like no go ahead and eat but if you go and visit somebody the first thing they're going to do is offer you a drink and some food yeah, exactly. I think in one of the threads, someone was saying it is an article in the Independent, and she, a Swede, was saying, "I laughed when I checked Twitter and saw that Sweden Gate was trending. All this fuss um, because of the revelation that Swedish people don't, as a rule, serve food guests to their guests." And apparently, she said, "As a child growing up in Gothenburg, I remember not really caring at all that I wasn't being fed. I just continued playing, had a nice, quiet time whilst while the other family had their dinner. It was usually just a quick pause." The Swedish thinking goes like this: the other child or the other family may have planned for another kind of dinner and you wouldn't want to ruin the routine or preparations. But I think there's conversations like this, things of times have changed. It's not like something that happens as much, I don't know, but it depends if you're honouring old school traditions and stuff like that. But it is very interesting about the isolation. That's what I read, that they're very isolated and it's one family thinking or individual thinking rather than a communal thinking. And how does that prosper for a country? Hmm. I suppose though, I get what they mean about not necessarily wanting to disrupt another person's routine because we spoke about it on this podcast once where someone was looking after a kid and they fed the child some like their traditional food and the mother kicked off about it so situations like that must happen often so maybe they're just like bun that you don't want that at all but if i know that i'm not getting fed i'm just going to go around after <laughs> i'm just going to bring my kids and go around after and these are all reasons why i'm not into making your child sleep over imagine you make your child sleep over Nah. They got to bring their own bed sheets and then they don't get fed. Listen. Randomness. Very interesting. That's, that's really weird. I was never allowed to sleep over um, at people's houses yeah, anyway. Either. Just literally like family. That's it. Close, like literally like mum's brother, like some proper first cousins yeah. or my godmother's house. It was only two places I could sleep anyway. I, I had a very different opinion. I, I had to stay at people's houses because mum's work when she's doing night duty. So I stayed at not loads, but from being fostered to having two white best friends at the time whose houses I would stay at. Then there was another one. I don't know who 
or where my mum knew them from. I used to stay at theirs and they'd take me to school. So we definitely had, I definitely stayed at people's houses. It wasn't unallowed. Did they always I feed I was you? Allowed to stay. I was always fed. <laughs> That's another, whether I like the food is a different question, but I was always fed. I was always yeah, fed. I don't think I was allowed to stay at people's houses until probably just when I was like, if I think about it, I swear I must have been in like college. <laughs> no, like when I got to that stage and then a year later, I didn't live at home anyway. So, <laughs> I don't, yeah, unless it was family or as, you know, as Lena said, like practically family, that was not going down. My mum wasn't about that life. Mm. That's the thing. I think I I think in I, I'm trying to be objective to this and being like Nigerian cultures, you don't really initially people you don't eat at their house anyway. Like that is just like a, a, a very kind of like standard thing. Like you either eat before you go and but your parents will definitely tell you like don't ask for anything. <laughs> You'll get that warning. That's black. <laughs> that that's- is- that is absolutely black. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I don't know whether it's I get it's part of their culture, do you know what I mean? But we're practicing the same thing a little bit. So I just feel like it's not necessarily as alien as we're making it out to be, I think. I guess it's more I don't know, sorry, I don't know um if it's more once you're in the house, I think black people show us have have a real thing like you can eat here and we've got food mm-hmm. for you. But once pre, there's definitely the whole thing. Don't want house because you what's going on in that. They could mm-hmm. be tissue filled or they're just dirty. You just don't know. Like enough. Say, I don't need from anybody. That's what my grandma used to say all exactly, the time. Exactly. Exactly. I don't need from any and anybody. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know how clean they are. All those type of things that will put in you like, even I, my mum didn't do that because I think she knew that, bro, when you're going somewhere, I, they're helping me out. So you better eat. So there was none of that for me. But I get that. I've heard that a lot from all, all, all black cultures. But I think once you're in the house, we put a show of entertaining and filling up our guests. I think, you, yeah, you have, you, mm, yeah, so I guess you have to show that you are able to feed them. Yeah, that's it. You know that's what I mean? It. Like, people are coming yeah. to you. Like, I had, I don't know, I just had it a bit weird. Because my family were structured the way that they were, we tended to feed a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? And we would also make food for the congregation of people every Sunday. That was part of what we, this is why I hate cooking. But yeah, this is what we had to do every single fucking Sunday. It was a lot. And yeah, so like that part of, I guess it's like the the warmth, the giving, the act of gifting people, the joy, the nourishment, all of that kind of stuff. That is definitely, I think, super beneficial. <laughs> so it's it sounds weird. <laughs> like when people like, Oh no, you don't, we don't feed you. It does sound really odd. But then I'm thinking if like, I'm trying to see it from their perspective. Do you know what I mean? I'm struggling. I'm not going to lie, but I am trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I guess if it's something that they they do and it's, it's known that you're going to go home and eat, but it's just, if, and I guess it depends on what their play date hours are. But if it's for an evening, Charles just sitting there, I don't know. But there's a tweet from someone called Pardeep on Twitter. He said, Indians tweeting about Swedish not sharing food and saying Indians share food with others is quite amusing as Indians share food only among their own castes. Forget the food, Indian, forget the food. Indians don't share water with other castes. Now, this guy is called Pardeep. And so I'm going to assume he has the right to talk about the culture that he's talking about in this way. Yeah, we don't. So I'm gonna, and, and, yeah. and that's not absolutely fair. But this is the thing. 
cultures have their own culture, yeah. right? Yourself, like, yeah. it's black people, if you come in our house, we're going to feed you. Yeah. We're at yeah. least going to offer you food. Yeah. yeah. You know, if people are coming, or even if you don't and they come, the first thing we're going to do is, and then if we're cooking, we don't know how to make a small bowl. We're always going to cook it more. There's like yeah. enough to feed the 5,000. It's just how it is. That's our culture. She knew a black person who was very watchy of her pop when people were invited around. And it was always a bone of contention. Wow. If you don't feel comfortable, that was a thing. Like you don't want to be seen as a person that's tight. You just, it's just a weird thing, but it's so weird that I got the thing is you send your child, don't go and eat, but yet you know that the person's going to offer your child food and the child's got to sit there and resist in theory. Mm, I feel like I have a theory about this. It's coming to me. So bear with me, but I think, because of the scarcity that would be up there, it's cold, food is probably less to get a hold of. And maybe as the generations have come on, it was just like when you're first trying to populate an area, you keep your food to yourself because you may not actually have enough to feed your family. Maybe that's been passed on as traditions and culture to keep them going because there wasn't a lot there and it's cold and food comes in seasons. It's just that we keep what we have to ourselves to keep our families alive. And that's become a part of their culture, even though we have exporting now and you can get food from around the world and all of that. Whereas in Africa, where everything is way more abundant and we've been there longer, maybe we've gone past that stage of hoarding. And so that's why we can be so giving and just overflowing with things because we know that the universe always provides. I'm thinking maybe that's the difference in mentality. Maybe it's that. Because even as the story goes, if you're poverty, you've got one grain, we'll share it. We'll find a way to share it. I don't know. It's true. I, I think that's the point. That's the point. Um, I'm going to put the pod because it started off as a Twitter space conversation where it all started. So if, you wanna, if you're interested in finding out more, I'll drop it in the comments. Let's get the comments. Um, T says, I always thought that staying at people's houses was a white people thing. Mr. Tang says the host will offer. It's just uh, we're trained to say no, thank you. All right, Antara, what have you heard? So, uh, I'm torn because there's two that I want to talk about, but I'm going to go with this one. So, every weekend, or it might have been on Friday, I can't remember, Friday or Saturday, Diddy appeared on Young Miami from the City Girls show, which is on his Revolt channel. So, he's given her a platform on that she's got her own chat show and he was the first guest and lots of sound bites went out about the interview because the two have been rumored to be dating for the last like year or so and basically on this show they confirmed that they were dating so they talked about things like parenting after the loss of a partner stroke co-parent they talked about be believing in love and um, the distractions of that they talked about trending on twitter after Young Miami went after one of Diddy's alleged side chicks. But the major thing that came about was um, she saying to him, we go together. And he was like, we go together? And she was like, yeah, if you're going to take me here and you're going to do all that, we go together. And this is after her asking him his status. And he said, I'm single, but I date. So my question to you ladies is, did you watch it? And if you did watch it... What did you think? And did you think that she pressured Diddy into saying that they go together? <laughs> uh, I can't lie. I found the conversation 
a bit blah. I didn't, I, I, I don't know, it didn't excite me. And I, I said, but I don't know. I, I was very light about it. I don't think she pressured him. She put him on the spot a little bit, but to, do you know what I'm thinking? Of? He's a grown ass man. He's been there, done that. He's been around the world and I, I, I and come back again. And <laughs> he's going to say what? Because in the end, he just said, whatever you want, whatever you say. So it's just like, he's going to humor her on in this space. He's not going to get into it. He damage controlled it. If ever she was even, so what are we? He gave her the answers she wanted to hear, but she knows and he knows that this thing is going to run for as long as he wants it to run. I don't know how invested in him she is, but for her to ask him and put him on the spot in public means that she's a little bit more pressed than she put out because she said, well, so something that she said about, I don't want to get married and I don't want no, and I felt like you're, how old is she? 28 or? I think she's a bit younger than that. I, I swear, she's, she's in her twenties. But she's in her twenties and I, I definitely agree. I, I definitely know there are women that are not interested in that at all. But the fact you put him on the spot to try and get some sort of public commitment out of him shows me that to me, made me think you're not as independent and nonchalant about being in a relationship with Diddy as you're possibly putting out there. And I think that if he was to ask you to marry him, you possibly would say yes. And I think Diddy's got the upper hand in this. So he's just playing, no, I don't say he's playing again. He might be, he might like her and it's all very, it's a good moment for him right now, but he absolutely said, I'm dating. He said, I'm single. So the commitment yeah. he got from him wasn't a commitment. It was just a, let's move on. So that's my thoughts. I thought it was super PR'd and I didn't, it wasn't as free flowing as the clip suggested. To me, it just felt very much like this is what we're going to talk about and improvised, but they knew what was coming. And yeah. yeah, I don't think, I think she knows this is business and he knows this is business and they enjoy each other's company and they're doing this for money. When they ended with, we're making money over here. I was like, of course you are. He knows what he's doing. He's got his tequila brand. Like I've been saying, like tequila is going to be the new Prosecco. He knows what he's doing. He knows this is going to be for women. He's got flipping a city girl, basically the face of his tequila brand. That's great marketing. And then you've got the added spice of maybe we're dating. Maybe there's beef with another woman that he's dating. It's like all of that is just social media fodder. And they're prepared to play the game. I, I don't really... They, they may sleep together, maybe, I don't even know. And I almost think sleeping together as in they sleep together in a bed and I don't think it's sexual. I think <laughs> Did you not hear the first part of the interview? I don't believe them. Like I was literally just, this is great marketing and people can see that there is some type of chemistry, but I saw it as business chemistry and they really understand how to play social media and they're just playing it. And... Yeah, I, I wasn't convinced that anything really had taken place. Like, I even feel the other chick that he's seeing that has supposedly been around for years as well, her kind of having that online spat, I think that was marketing as well. I, I don't believe in any of this. I think it's all a rollout. And I, I want to try his tequila. They should sponsor us. <laughs> I don't know about after that, but... <laughs> Right. Uh, it was her first interview that she's done ever and I think mm. for her first interview that she's done ever 
it was okay. And then to be interviewing someone like Diddy, even if they are sleeping together, do you know what I mean? It can be very intimidating in terms of what he stands for, his legacy, all of that kind of stuff. He is a very powerful black man. He's a powerful man, just full stop, do you know what I mean? Like in the industry, regardless of what you think of him, he is. He can make trends, he can, yep. he makes money instantly. And I think that, I, I just think like this, I, I do think it is marketing. I think it's probably like a lot of gray, like they're mm-hmm. probably into each other. He probably fancies her, whatever kind of thing. And it's just, okay, we can do this and we can do that. And she has to essentially, like all artists, you have to ride the train because there's going to come a point that you're not on trends anymore, that you're not chief bills or whatever kind of thing. She has to ride that. I just think that, although I would just, I hope, she understands that without her, this can't work. I hope she understands that she's the money. Like, I really do. Because Diddy is known for sucking everyone's power and then just leaving them to wither, basically. And this just seems like a new, just a new cycle of that. Do you know what I mean? So I'm hoping that she gets, she overgets it. But I thought it was like, there were some like sweet moments. And I think this is the, like the difference between like the UK and the US, even if it is a sham, they will still go deep a bit. So when he was talking about, or they were talking about the partners they had lost, I thought that was a very touching moment and stuff. And I think it's, it's weird. She's 28, he's 52. It's a massive, it's just, it's weird. (laughs) I agree with all of you about all of your points. (laughs) I think they're business partners who fuck. I think, I I don't think they don't not fuck. I think that it's totally marketed because they both understand the business and what's trending at the moment and where to go. She wants to do a bit more things. She's why not tap into the resources that are made available for you. It works for him. It works for her. I think it's weird (laughs) because she is 28. He's got kids her age. It's weird. I think that she probably is a little bit more into him than she's making out because she talks about wanting to have more children. He said he wants to have more children as well. And she's like, oh, I heard that twins. I see that twins one in your family. Obviously there's a bit of spice and just for the socials on that. But I do think that she seemed to be a little bit more into him. But but don't you yeah. think that, that is to also secure the bag? Because baby, have a baby by me, be a millionaire. Be a millionaire. I did, you know what, I literally sang that in my head when she said those words. Same as I, me. I, 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 I think there's a little bit of that. And she's yeah. a smart chick. I do, I do. Yeah. I, 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 and also, you've got to remember, the city girl, sorry, sorry, they do air on that toxic. Yeah, yeah. you do. So yeah. I do. But, but I still think that she's a little bit more into him than she's making out. And with that, I suppose it made me question his responsibility there. He's being honest with her, but it's that whole thing of if a man knows that you're not into a woman and you can see that the woman's into you, even if she's saying I'm not, is the responsibility with him to be like, you know what, let's just keep it neat and keep it. What I think was cool as well is that she was like, this is who I am. Because yes. if you try to leave me, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> she was like, I can be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I like over until I think it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped on the, the dude's car and stuff like that. And he was like, you did what? And she was like, yeah, so take note. Like, I, I really appreciated her being, like, honest about who she is and just yeah. what she wants I to do with herself. But, um, yeah, I, I, I found it entertaining. It's her first interview. 
she interviewed him. They've clearly got a relationship. I found it entertaining. I, I think that she'll get better as time goes along. But I definitely hope that within her contract, she has secured that bag. And she has the rights to take a format like that of her somewhere else if it needs to be. Yeah, I just, I think I, I was watching through very cynical eyes because it is your grown ass man. And what do you know? When he asked her, where does she want to take the show? And she said, I want to do a bit of everything. Her, a, a little bit of her naivete showed, showed through. And something in his facial expression was like, okay, I'm going to go with you as a businessman as he is. You were, if he was to sit in front of us and be like, what's the aunties? We got to have that pitch. Otherwise, he'd be like, okay, eyes glazed over onto the next. And I saw his eyes to me is like his eyes glazed over in that moment. And he was just like riding with it, like, yeah, do your thing, girl, big you up. But in my mind, I'm like, that was the wrong answer for someone like him because he is. And that's when it was like, we honestly make this money and stuff like that. Diddy's been around the block. So I just, as I think, as you, we've all alluded to, I just hope she's as clued up as she's projecting. I hope she's not as taken in as I feel like she might be. And I hope she doesn't jump on his car and go nuts when he's, when it's over. And I hope she does leave. I hope, does, <laughs> I, I hope she does, man. Not for her dignity, but more for the fact that it just feels the male ego. And I want her to leave in that respect. If she gets him this, I don't know, just with intention, not with reaction. Maybe but I feel like when she talked to, when she mentioned them, how did you feel about when you woke up when we you were trending on Twitter? Even if you even if you believe like what Auntie Nan said about it all being a setup, which I don't really think that it is a setup. I believe the beef that them two girls just don't get on. But it was interesting to see his response to that. He didn't apologize or even own up for any part that he played in it. He was just like, it was just time to reset and just move on, keep it moving. Type shit. That's what he was kind of saying. You know why I really think that was staged is if you think of all of the messiness that Diddy has been a part of. And it never gets out. That's not like but these are baby young. mothers, literally, like they were brethren. But his baby mothers are grown ass women who are his age. These are young chicks in this no, new social were. media kind of world with huh? They weren't when they were having the kids. Like no, but his age she was our age. She's our but age. So when she was pregnant and her best friend's pregnant as well, they are in their twenties. Kim was 48 when she died. So she's older than us. Okay. He's 52, so they well, are in a similar age. Yeah, so like they're, they're in, Kim and the baby mothers, they're in like a similar age group to him. Whereas these guys, she's 28. But you, you really think that at that time, and this is- I'm not saying they weren't wilding out. I'm not saying they weren't wilding out. I'm saying it's a different now. And I, and I also do believe that Kim is a different type of person to young Miami. Young Miami's the type of chick that's strong. She said it. She's going to jump on a car. <laughs> like, Kim didn't seem like that to me. Or I think you it's know. all purposeful. It's not... He's too... Anyone... I know quite a few people that have worked with him. And he is so methodical and very yeah. much, uh, like, controls the lay of the land. It's not coming out without him being like, you two can go at each other. Because that's great at the I think that's, that's what... The thing I'm not saying that's not what happened. I think it's what happened. It is classic, like, it's classic Diddy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because it's not a record, it's a podcast. But who's all up in the podcast? Yeah, exactly. Who's all up in the background? He literally has to be in everything. Like, nothing doesn't happen in his world without him being like... I've been at the heart of it. Oh, God, he's my I fellow. I thought it was out of order, though, the... 
and I, and I want more children because weren't that the whole thing with Cassie like she wanted kids and I was a bit like oh that must I, I, I just felt that was a sting on her and also <laughs> saying I don't want I didn't want her mm. to go like I found it hard I was just like what it's, type of psycho are you Diddy it's actually? interesting that you said that I found it what what annoyed me was that it, it seemed to be like an ego thing for him that he now all of a sudden that his daughters are turning 16 he's now like, oh i want babies again yeah we talk about that all the time about men nobility and power and legacy seem to be creating more seeds they he did say he's toxic though <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. He, did. he said he can be toxic he doesn't cheat that. anymore <laughs> i was like because you don't have now, a girl now he's decided to be honest and he's mature. Yeah. That's the biggest mind control. I'm gonna let you know what I'm going to do, and if you like it, and then it's just gonna be nonchalant. So she can jump on his car, she can scratch on his thing, but when he's done, her saying the relationship's done when I say so, I was like, baby girl. Yeah. But that's why I said in in situations like that, I feel like the man has a responsibility, or he has a responsibility because he knows where he stands and if he gets to the point where why are you going to continue with this chick when you know that you're not going down the same road as her yeah, I just find it yeah irresponsible I, I think it's asking a lot of men who believe that women are there for them like literally we are here on this planet to serve them to then start thinking of what nicely like the women's feelings like it's like <laughs> but, uh, why would I do yeah. that like, you're supposed to be here for me so while you're here for me, these are my wants. And then you tailor yourself to my wants. And I think we have seen that this is how Diddy operates. Yeah. Everybody and, and then, Diddy's world. And then they'll say the classic line of, I've been transparent. Fuck you and your fucking transparency. Well, transparency fucking conditions. I've been transparent. You haven't. Yeah. You yeah. see that gel that he spoke about, like his first love and the family cut yeah. him off and moved away. <laughs> I was like, those parents were very smart. Yeah. They obviously saw what he was about and was literally like, no, our daughter is not going to be a part of your harem. And I think most women should, if you're looking for that high value man, know what that shit comes with. That, like, that, you yeah. will just be a doll in his life and he'll play you and do what he wants. Because you may be in a nice house. You may get an allowance. But remember, you're beholden to him. I, two things. When he was like, I'm going to take you to church. That's like an epitome of you're the best one because you go to because church is out in public in a familiar community setting. Yeah. That makes you feel like your first wife status. But it's one. not even no, it's it's just, just, and number it's two. So like it's, another uh, just another trick. Exactly. <laughs> and number two, when he was, and I don't mean to definitely not to disrespect his situation or his upbringing or anything or how he was affected, but when he said about his mum when his dad passing and so he grew up never seeing a marriage in the home, which is why he doesn't want to get married. My first, you're 52, bro. So I can understand. He said he didn't want to get married. He didn't say he doesn't want to get married anymore. He said that's why he didn't want to get married. But then she said, but didn't she ask him, do you want to get married? And he was like. I think he said, I think she said, why haven't you been married? So did he say he's open to marriage? He didn't say he's open to marriage, but he didn't say he's not. And again. He said that's not for him. He was like, he's never been. He used a a term. It was literally, it's, it's just never been a part of my, I wouldn't say agenda, but he had a term for it. He didn't say okay. it. I kind of thought it was like something he was talking about previously, because she missed that anyway. Well, what I got from it was that he wasn't going to get married, and because, and he blamed that on his father dying when he was young, and his <laughs> mum, and his mum, and his mum not having a, a getting married again, and so he didn't grow up with marriage in the family, and I was like, 
you've evolved so that can't and I, I don't want to speak on anyone's trauma or life experiences but my natural human reaction was like bro you're 52 that can't still be the reason and I don't think I think it's an excuse not a reason I don't think it's the truth that's all I'm saying yeah I'm sorry that you're my Scorpio but bro you're trouble you're problematic man I love you it's but- just problematic it's like auntie Charlie just said like he does textbooks things like I'm gonna yeah. take you to church you guys that do shit with you yeah that is like, like we go together because it's like no one's ever done that. So yeah. like, come on, man. She, 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 went, and she went party. She was like church. And yeah, like, I think she's saying it. I don't think. No, I, I actually don't think that he's got her as much as he thinks he does. I think he. I think he's seen it as he's got a kind of like new little project. Kid. Yeah, like yeah. the city girls are basically little Kim. For this generation, yeah, you know? yeah, and I, I think that he's really, screwed up. No, I messed up last time. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess up this time. Yeah. But I, d- I don't know. I think she's, I think she knows what the hell she's doing. To be, I honest. hope so. I, hope so. I, 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 I feel I like she does. There's something in me that is no. She's more clued up, and I think maybe her having something because it's not just her. So her having a child. Like it's more grounding. So you know, this dude can take me to the next level. That people do that within the music. Who's gonna level you up? And I think she's just playing the game. She knows she's young blood. And I think she's tough enough to ride it. I don't think he's gonna get his way with her. I think like she's a Let's smart hope. cookie. Let's hope. Uh, I I think the young generation are different, and I hope. It would be good if, you know what, Livy gets taken for a ride a little bit just to get a bit of his own pepper and medicine. It's getting just... older now, isn't it? Like, and, it's it's like, and, and, and we, we talk about the men can get infatuated. They just know how to hide it. There's not yeah. to say, saying all of this is not to say that he himself can't get digmatized or pussy mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He said he ran to the train station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he actually yeah. may be pussy for real. He actually yeah. could be 100%. And if he's pussy Good for him, and I hope she does but leave. Just, but that works for the branding as well, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. He'll just do love. He'll be like, I'm Diddy Love now. I'll go for yeah. Diddy Love place and have a yeah. bunch of love songs. Yeah. The video, I'm going to put it in the comments. The video is now on three million in three after three yeah. days. Had three million plus views. But they clipped the hell out of that show, though. They really the did. Whole show, the they whole gave show. us the best of it in they the clip, really and I was like, I think, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew like the clip that they gave us wasn't really the way that it would play out but it was still I found it I still found it interesting I've I've watched about eight different clips I think they know how this social media train goes now you like clip it to death absolutely most people only have an attention span of an amoeba so Mm -hmm. they're just going to watch all the clips and yeah Mm -hmm. you watch the clips you'll get the show yeah sort of because I, I did hear a lot of things over the weekend where people were just talking about when she was saying, oh, we go together, is they didn't really understand the rest of the conversation. Yeah. The sort of things that we've just mentioned, but it's, it's interesting. All right, let's get the comments and move on. Okay. Gracious Greatness says, Puff the Magic Diddy Dragon, been explaining women and women, a man them and women them since the 90s. And also says, stop trying to be a bachelor, bruv, go and sit down. He should have learned from George Clooney. When he when you just said stop trying to be a bachelor, bro, I can just hear Castillo. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually watching him today on his new show. Bachelor, bro. <laughs> bro. I love that Puff the Magic Diddy Dragon. <laughs> 
and no, it's me. It's more me. I know what you're doing. I just can't read it in that way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't know apologies, but yeah, it's, it's, it'll be hard to read in the moment. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go on to what's made, what, I've what's made you sad, man, and glad. What's your new story, hey, I think I'm going to go for the Peckham immigration. Um, so hopefully most of you guys have seen that in Peckham, in London, an immigration truck pulled up onto an estate, they took a Nigerian man and local residents and people came out in force and stopped the truck from leaving. They did a, a, a protest around it. They stayed there for over four hours. Eventually, the immigration officers actually let the man go. The police came and cleared the area, but the man is fighting to stay in this country. And yeah, it's just the amazing sight of people power and left behind is a few things just saying, you can't take the immigrants from here. Like, we don't need you guys coming back in. They were saying, like, stay out of Peckham. Don't and come really, back to Peckham. That yeah. was a joke. Yes, don't come back to Peckham. So my question to you guys is really just like, in reality, are people more open to having immigrants, like, live amongst stuff? And we actually want people to come over here and create a new life for themselves is that the reality of living in britain uh, or even in london i would say is there more of a feeling that immigrants are are welcome and at the same time there's another immigration story so Preeti patel's rwandan deportations are now being placed on hold because there's so many legal fights against it so again that's not happening as well so again I was just thinking those correlate with people power like we may actually not want that we don't see it as a big issue as they're making out in the media that those are my thoughts on it but what do you guys think is there something out there where normal folks don't actually want this to go ahead I think yeah. the majority of people oh. so yeah don't mind too much I think we're just it's just the propaganda that, like, if someone comes over, they're taking something from you. Do you know what I mean? That's just pumped constantly. So I think it's hard. When you quiz people down, like, their, their arguments just don't hold up. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't think it's... I think, like, London prides itself on being multicultural. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, like, one of our best qualities, for sure. I, I swear, there's probably someone from every single nationality in the world here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's... I, I, don't, I don't think... I, I just... I just think it's propaganda. Do you know what I mean? Because who is it really hurting? How is it really affecting you, honestly? And... Yeah, Britain owes everyone, as far as I'm concerned. Your borders should be open all the time. You owe everyone. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I, one thing I always think about is all these um, British people that are telling everyone else to go back home. I wish they all did a DNA test because they would soon find out that there is no such thing as a pure British person because they've been invaded, they've invaded everywhere, they've had people come over, they, there isn't a pure British person. The Queen herself is not pure British, she's German. So they all need to shut up as far as that's concerned. In terms of Preeti Patel and the Rwanda thing, there are a lot of legal cases outstanding, which is why some of that is not going ahead, but the High Court did actually say they did grant it grant her permission to carry on with these they said that they're not going to stop it basically so that was a bit of a, a loss to people 
But I do believe there's something in people power. I'm just not sure how long it will last until those immigration officers and the police return back to Peckham or everywhere, anywhere else to collect those people. There's only so much that can be done, I think. Maybe they'll come back more in force. I don't think that people in London are as against immigration as people in certain other communities within this country. I think London is very diverse. You look on any street in any area, it's very diverse. Even the areas that are predominantly more one way than the other, there's still a lot of diversity there. And we don't look at each other in the same way because we're all from somewhere else. So I think we don't really look at it in the same way as someone from a remote village up north, for example, because they just don't see a lot of black people or they just don't see a lot of Asian people or they just don't see a lot of others. And unfortunately, the way that the country's set up in voting, those voices tend to get heard more than the voices in cities. But the thing I would like, yeah, is just more friggin' education because the country run without immigrants. Absolutely. It just can't. Trying to get people to go and pick the friggin' the vegetables for the harvest, yeah? (laughs) You eat British, British, and bread. Who's going to the farms, please? Drive the lorries, work in the NHS during COVID. If every single person who is not British born or uh, not even British born like us, we're first generation British, aren't we? But if even if you took all of us away, any immigrant, according to Preeti Patel's flipping policy, the country would come to a halt. It was it would literally stand still. I think that the people pride themselves on being for the people, community spirited. And I think in pockets of communities, especially on estates and those kind of close knit communities, when you know those people immediately and you can the source of the seeing injustice to anyone i think as humans we react with empathy and it's the in, initial thing to react against a rebel against the man as it were but i don't i'm not as confident that the whole of the uk even in multicultural london are extremely happy about what the perceived influx of immigrants of all nations coming into the uk especially when they're looking at the fact that cost of living is going up benefits are being reduced, squeezed, and it you, you have the right-wing kind of whistle headline blasters saying things like they're taking your money, they're, all the money's going to immigrants and all the housing's going to immigrants and stuff like that. It's very easily manipulated. So I'm not sure we're a comfortable country. I don't think that everyone's happy about it. I think people case by case will react, but I don't think anyone necessarily wants to see humans being treated inhumanely. However, I think people are more concerned about their personal security and they will think about their personal security before another man. And if it means that protecting their own versus an immigrant, they're going to stand up and make sure that their own are protected first. I was, I can't remember where I was somewhere. And sometimes I do walk down streets and think about what people, white people are thinking when you see, you go to an area and it is predominantly of one culture. I don't remember where I was. And I just, sometimes you see people with white people's faces and you have no idea what they're thinking. And sometimes I think, do they look out and think, what's happening to my country? Like, where am I? I wonder if they think that, because I, I can say, if I was in Ghana and I saw a bunch of white people in an abundance, I would be like, what's going on here? And but I don't- Has Ghana robbed the world? No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not. You know, but no, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like there's the yeah. lack of education. Piece there's a lack of, but that's the what British I'm saying. People yeah. don't understand what their countries have done to the rest yeah. of the world for us to even be here in the fucking first place. That's why I'm saying, I don't know if, <laughs> as you're saying about the education, that's why I'm saying, I don't think there's, there's a true, real care about immigrants in that way. I think people want their land to be their land. 
and then also as well sorry to cut you it's just when british people or americans or australians go to other countries they're called expats what the exactly why are they fucking expats but everyone is fuck everyone else is an immigrant get out of here why is that yeah, they, they lean heavily on and they lean heavily on the immigration, the illegal entries. Same what they did in America, that all these people coming in droves across the water. And the numbers, they're not, I don't know all the numbers, I don't have all the stats. But in comparison to the grand scheme of things and the hundreds and two hundred and three hundred years of slavery and colonialism, those journeys that you made. But also, the people they're deporting, let's not forget the people that they're deporting are not necessarily people that have come on a boat from the No, exactly, of course. They're yeah. deporting people that have been here, lived here all their fucking adult fucking lives. That's yeah. who they're deporting. Let's not forget about that shit that's going down weekly when people are putting Jamaicans and, and Caribbeans and Africans on planes to go yeah, back yeah. to where she believes they come from. Yeah. That, that I think that everything you guys said, one of the points you Something you said, Auntie AK, made me think of when I worked in Barking Council for a, for a, a short minute, and quite a few of my co-workers were very much, it was like on the rise of the BMP, and it, it, the BMP did very well in Barking and Dagenham. Yes. And yeah, a few people that I worked with would come with the, like, not, I'm not talking about you because you were born here, but it's the other people. So it wasn't the blacks anymore that they would speak about. It would be like the Romanians. Yes. That was their biggest thing that they would talk about. It's the Romanians, all they do is drink all the time and just all of that. But then when they would get to know somebody, then it turns into, no, it's not that guy because they're great. But there seemed to be this general thing of we can talk about immigration and refugees, but we actually don't even know anybody. And I think that's the thing with the rest of the country. You're just feeding yeah. off of headlines. It isn't like your health services have actually been impacted that much. But because you hear in some place it has, oh, no, they must all go. And yeah. then when you can't get the produce that you need or you don't get the workers, then it's then you go against that. And it's, oh, British people are lazy and the working class don't know how to work. And it's just, I don't get why people can't just use their minds themselves. Yeah. And really, instead of feeding into the media pump that they feed you with just think of the surroundings that you have has your life really changed in any way are you being impacted adversely and most of the times when you're answering yes it's because of government policy and not because of your other fellow human that lives down the road from you it's literally what they deem as this is how much you should live on this is how much we're going to allow people to just rape you to use their energy and so now you have to get another job. It's like, it's never because of another person. It's never because of your neighbor. It really jars me that folks think to blame another person that's just working for their, their adverse problems when really it's governmental issues. Why now we're having to pay flipping almost two pounds, two pounds a litre for petrol. It has nothing to do with immigrants. It has nothing to do with the war in Russia. It has to do with Thank profits. You. Why are companies still making a profit and all of and people can't feed themselves? Exactly. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. But those are my thoughts. Let's get the comments. Okay. So Victoria says some people, especially those with families or friends, are genuinely interested in immigrants. But right now, people are more keen to annoy Preeti Patel. Glasgow started the trend of surrounding immigration vans last year, and that was definitely a FU to the Tories. And the police refused to help the immigration officers. Good on them. 
she's added a link there. Um, Greatness Greatness says the immigration conversation is quite complex and anecdotal. Anecdotal. I need to say anecdotal. Anecdotal. Thing uh, is that some can't tell the difference between an economic um, migrant, an asylum seeker, or a scrounger. They find the nuances difficult. I'm going to say there's lots of scroungers in the UK. Anyway, Nee says most of the places in the UK that voted for Brexit had the least amount of immigrants. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Let's go to Aunt Shadow. What have you heard? Okay, my story is about the one and only Beyonce. So, as you you guys know, I'm a big Beyonce fan. I love her. We? Um, Oh, yes, we love her. And basically, over the weekend, I don't know if you guys saw, but Auntie AK, and I'm usually on Beyonce Watch, and I don't know how I didn't see this, but um, Auntie AK put in the group that on Beyonce's website, there were two references that said B7 and B8. And I just want to speculate. What do you guys think that this is all about? What do you think is happening? Let me know. Um, she's dropping so album news. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, I definitely think she's trolling us, and I definitely think new music is coming soon because Miss Tina also put maybe like the day before yeah. she posted on Instagram as like Beyonce singing and said, "I miss hearing you sing." Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. It's also like, yeah, and like, sorry, I was just gonna say, Beyonce now knows. Everyone followed in her footsteps, didn't she? She was just dropping things, albums like out of the blue, and like shit. Beyonce dropped an album, but there was no promo for it. So yeah. many people have done that. She's like, is it? You don't want to steal my style? Watch this flow. Yeah. Watch the next thing yeah. I'm going to do. I'm going to drop B7 and B8 at the same time. <laughs> Has she done a B6 before? That happened? No. Oh, okay. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I was like, it's I think it's albums. Is she on her seventh album? Yeah. It's her seventh album. I think that she's going to drop an album and she's going to do a tour with her, Jay-Z and Destiny's Child and yeah. Solange. And it's going to be a mega tour. I think they're going to do a big tour because with, even with Kelly doing, even with Kelly coming up on Chris Martin's cult stage for the cult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they doing things, though. I understand, but I'm just saying that they do things strategically no matter what. There's all stuff and noise around it, visibility in certain spaces. They, they, everything is... I, I, don't, I, don't about, I don't know about that bit. I think that's going to happen. They do. The people want it. Happen, yeah. but I think Maybe it'll be a Destiny Child album. I, see, I think... I, I think it will happen, but I think Beyonce is going to drop her own ish first. Yeah. So that he can tour that when they tour, if they tour. Mm-hmm. And I also think that she's going to have some of the original DC in America. Maybe not over, not touring the world, but I think some of the shows that she does, if they do a DC thing, because how many years is it? Oh, like, they- um, what's that show? Oh, the musical where you're the dream girl. Dream girls. Dream girls, that's it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <you're going back. laughs> yeah. It's like that. When they got Effie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, really that, 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 that was the end of it. 
<laughs> she brought in all of the old members yeah as well yeah. and they like did that that would be great original dc lineup person like i, I didn't you mind. know I, I was, don't mind either. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah, I, I don't mind any incarnations. I really even love the, the albums that followed after Writings on the Wall. In t- in, I'm being straight. Like, I just didn't... I, no, I, Writings on the Wall for me was the album. There's and only one. Like, it was like, yeah. So we all agree she's probably doing an album in it. This is like yeah, an album. It's, it's, easy. it's an easy one. Time's coming. And so people saying, I hope it's not another Ivy Park drop. Please respect the economy, the broken this economy. Is, that's the next thing. Because how many Ivy Park drops has she dropped? Because this could be seven. No, I think that yeah. one, she knows that will just like turn people off. That's long. I think yeah. that would be bad PR. Too. <laughs> people know people will buy. He doesn't care. Like, Unless it's like an epic um, album stroke at, uh, do you think you could get that? You could probably get an NFT if you buy a ticket or something. Oh my god, it might be in a metaverse. It's an NFT. It's an NFT thing. I swear the album is going to be an NFT. Serious. Tidal said something as well. Whatever the case is, it's we'll see. Uh, We'll see. The fact when you click the link, it said this does not exist. Yeah, (laughs) it's going to be an NFT. Giving back to her fans, so we can all be a part of how well it does, and everybody can make a little bit of money out of it. All right, let's get the comments and move on. <laughs> Beyonce's dropping now, then. <laughs> One at a time, let's go. <laughs> Mrs. Hang said, Miss Tina was trolling too, and Red Border said, seventh and eighth album, double release. All righty, all righty. So moving on to that part of the show. Today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut with HelloFresh? With Sorry, my bad. With HelloFresh, you get pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Um, I need to do my HelloFresh run. I haven't done it yet. I'm behind. However, guys, get on it because we have got 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. That um, There's a link in our show notes to give you your 50% of little um, do-brief thing. And um, don't forget, that's 50% off your first box and then 35% of your next three boxes. HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Auntie Nana has attested to it being brilliant stuff. Yeah, and we're all in line with our stuff in. Definitely I have looked it. on their website now to see how it goes. And I must yeah. say, as soon as payday hits, I'll be doing that ish. Yeah, yes. you'll get it. You'll get it. Excellent. I remembered what my absolute favourite thing was. And I know not everybody is a pork person, but my two favorite things was the pork and apple burger, which was absolutely delicious. And another pork thing, sorry guys. It was bacon with cheese in a penne and spinach mixture pasta dish. I what I need to do is get my own HelloFresh meals because I cannot in- <laughs> smile about <laughs> pork dish. <laughs> Yeah. 
on the link for some reason. They're in our group. Okay. Um, Does someone want to get it? Otherwise, I'll go to our favourite Dear Prudence and find some nonsense. We'll find one or two. If anyone can find the dilemma. Are we going with the dilemma in... I can't think. What's the dilemma? What's it called? What's it called, bruv? Oh, what's it called, bruv? Let's see. <laughs> Still like that. All right, let me Let's do the LSG one. It's not really a dilemma. <laughs> what is it? What is it? But I suppose it could be a dilemma. So NSG member, I don't actually remember which one, but he's posted on the Tinder Friends. what looks like it's a very well-kept, natural, long-hand manicure. Oh. So my question to you ladies, it's not really a dilemma, but it's a dilemma for me. Um, <laughs> if you were dating a man and he had nails longer than you, more manicured than you, would you tell him to cut them? Would you continue to date him? Would it even bother you? Would you file them for him? Would you let him file your nails? How would you feel? Ick or yay? It's an ick, man. It's a huge... Oh, I saw his nails and I literally was like, when he was like, I could sell how you grow your nails, but I can grow my nails. So I was like, his nails look like my nails when I'm in the mood to grow them long. And I can't even imagine seeing that on a guy. I don't mind the the baby finger having a long nail. I don't mind that on a guy. But you can't have long nails. It look like a woman's hands. No, that is a huge ick. I was literally like, who? What? Why are you doing this, bruv? <laughs> Another bruv. Like, why? <laughs> it was. It's weird. I'm not even. We're not going to discuss it. Like that's. It's, it's the levels of, of disgusting. Mm. For me, that has it is one of my top tier icks. If a guy has got long fingernails, mm. and Nana, I don't know where you're going about. You don't. I mind don't the mind baby. that one when they got like that little one. picky one. That's yeah, like gotta be the worst. That's a weed nail. That's a weed nail. That's where you pick out the seeds nail. Mm. Like what? Yeah. Why? Why? I hate it. And you're gonna come and touch me with your fucking <laughs> manicured long it's fingernails. Weird. It's like, just like when. People used to grow that little plait at the back of their head. I did like that. Unnecessary. I just can't. I just can't. The rat tail. Yeah. You can compare it to the first. You can. And then you're cleaning out your nails. No. I can't lie. I'm going to cut them while you're sleeping. Listen, let me tell you something. I used to date a guy and he had the weed nail for a little piece. And I said to him, when you go to sleep, bruv, I'm gonna cut that bad boy off. So you better just do it yourself. The nail was gone. Cause I can't have that around me. You wanna touch me with, it's just this ick. <laughs> Let me tell you something. No, it's a big no from me. You're not having nails, a whole hand of nails. When we get intimate, what's happening? You're scratching me up? I don't think so. My body, my excitement is internal, not external. So I don't want my body scratched up. Thank you very much. And are you gonna clean them? <laughs> I'm trying to be as tasteful as possible. <laughs> so what's going Listen, on? When I say so I want my Yeah, exactly. Don't rake my insides out, please. And are you cleaning them? Are you getting really under there? Really uncomfortable. 
Well, bro, this is the <laughs> come up. I'm just letting you know that this is a no from me. And even if you, and nowadays, because weed ain't weed again, it's not like back in the day when you had to pick out sticks and stones to break your bones. It's now that manufactured skunk shit. So, so there are no seeds. There's no excuse unless you identify as a man, but you also have, you like to enhance yourself in a way that is usually seen as feminine. There's nothing wrong with that if that's you. That's the only reason. If you're dating me, then you won't have nails. That's all I'm saying, fam. I need nice and trim. I don't even mind you having a manicure because that means you're taking time to clean yeah. up. Yeah. I don't mind I a manicure. manicure. I draw the blood. I even will go over and leave you a little bit alternative, a bit of a weird way. You might wear a black nail varnish. I'm, I, I'm like that. I don't like that. I like that. Okay, depending on the look, depending on who you are. However, in my world, your nails will not be extended more than mine and you won't be getting anything else but a manicure. That's me. Thank you very much. Like they can't have a centimeter length nail. No, like. do you know what? Let it just not look like you've got a, a, a you got nails. Just let it not look like that. And, and I'm sorry if, if, if I'm exuding toxic your fingertip. Yeah, let it be. Just yeah. like you see, if your nail passes your fingertip, that is too long. Why is it passing your fingertip? No, and no. But oh, okay, I have a question. And I agree with you guys. But is it okay for us to actually tell men what they should be doing with their nails? Yeah. I don't think it would be okay for men to be like, women, you can't have long nails. That's what, I, I don't think that's no, okay. Not, they, they will pick women who do what they like. So I also right. have to choose a choice to do that. Do you know what right. I mean? And that's I can it. what I like. It's down to you whether you adapt to that, although I'm going to cut it off while you're sleeping. But I just think... Yeah, I just, I, I, I think it's choice, isn't it? Do you know that what I mean? You can have nails all day long. You just won't be my boyfriend. The thing is, imagine, it, I get it because it's even like, I saw a guy the other day with relaxed hair and I held back from laughing at him because do you, bro, but it's not going to be in my world. You're not relaxing your hair. You are not because, and black men in our community, I'm talking about black because I date black. So black men telling black women about their hair, relaxing hair, trying to be like, I don't know, all the conversations. You can't tell me what to do with my hair. But I also understand that if you don't want a woman with processed hair or weaves and stuff like that, you have the choice to go and date whoever you want. If you've got relaxed hair, if you've got long nails, please don't approach me. Now, yeah. actually, let me scratch that. If you have nails on a day-to-day and you tick all my boxes, it's a conversation, in it? I don't know if it's a deal breaker because I need to really get the context. But like I said, I'm protecting my body here. So thing is for me, think about that. it's a deal breaker. I don't even need to have the, because when me and you are talking, I'm going to see that you've got nails. Cause when you've got nails, you're clacking. When you're clacking. Uh, <laughs> your, imagine man's on his phone and you can just hear. No thanks. Okay, Auntie Farah, if Chris Brown had nails. I feel like he is that Chris guy. Brown a weed nail. Chris Brown definitely must have a weed nail. Yeah, I think he has nails. So Chris okay. Brown, he has I nails. I'd be like, babe, go sleep. Chop, 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 chop. And then he dumps you. That's fine. At least I had time. Run <laughs> <laughs> it, run it. Okay, let's get the comments. I've got another one. Did you guys see what well, you did? Because it's in the group. There was a woman who is dating a guy and he's got a kid and they're in the car and the guy must get out of the car and leave her in the car with the kid and the kid is literally saying to her, get out of the car! Oh, yeah. Get uh, out of the car! 
Get out! You're not wanted! Get out of the car! He's basically saying some shit like that to her, yeah? So my question to you, in that situation, what would you do? And how do you feel about dating guys who have children? Is that a turn-off for you, or are you willing to work on it and work on the relationship with the child in those circumstances? Sorry, I was writing a little note, so I missed maybe the context of the first part. Who's telling whose child to get out of the damn car like that? No, the child was telling the woman who is dating the child's father to get out of the car. So telling me to get out of the car? (laughs) Yes, The child is telling me, get out of the car! Get out of the car! Okay, so look, it's very easy to say I'll mash a child up, but what's happening here? What's this situation here? Because there's no, there's, for me, you're not talking to me like that. But however, how did we get here where the child feels like they have the right and the comfortability to tell me, a whole me, and my person, in my character, and how I know I would cheat a stepchild that you're telling me in that way. So that something, there's a disconnect, and I'll return to my partner. What the fuck are you teaching this child? How are you raising this child? Why are we in this situation? Because it lies with the father or the parent of the child. That's upsetting. Because me, I'm talking about putting me in the situation. I know I've done nothing to that child. And if the child is feeling like they can do that, means something's disconnecting there. Because if I'm in that situation, the child's doing that, that means I'm, I'm not observing the irritation of the child and I'm being, maybe being selfish for the sake of my relationship. The child could just be a Bradbury, but in the point that the child feels comfortable to do that, I don't know. I think I need to know more about that particular setup. Who's that fault here? But if it was me in that situation, dad's got needs to fix up, fix that child. I agree. I just I think like you have to say to the parent of the, the actual parent, this is an issue. But me, I'm not born to suffer in it. I'm not gonna suffer on purpose. My <laughs> serious. I just want peace. <laughs> I just want peace. If you can't control your child, what, why is that gonna be my burden? I'm sorry, no amount of love is making me do that. I'm, not, I'm yeah. No. Uh, no way yeah it's odd it's strange because I feel like because I'm a single parent you know like I have to think about it from the flip side I would my child ain't talking to no adult like that anyway because I'll base her in her face and she knows not really I don't don't condone hitting children Um, (laughs) I just make her feel like I'm going to come at her but I would expecting that situation for the other person to let me know how my child was carrying on in the first instance and then I would discipline my child because there's a few things here it's it's for that parent as you all said to make sure that child has manners around adults and to then have a discussion about why they feel like they don't want that other person around the woman in this incident what she did was she recorded it but without recording the child's face Mm. so what I would do then I would show the recording to the parent and say, this is what happened. Maybe it's a discussion that you want to have with your child. Because the child could be feeling some type of way. Maybe they're feeling neglected. Maybe they don't see their parent. Maybe their parent isn't paying them much attention because this new person's around. There's all these reasons why. I've been a stepchild and it's a difficult situation as that child. Yeah. I just think it needs to be addressed. I think I'm, I'm not anti with children. I think the woman should have removed herself from the equation. It's just we can still date but obviously your child is not ready to oh, see you dating somebody yeah. else at this moment so we don't need to have that interaction at this moment in time because they are probably still processing what's going on and you probably need to spend time just you and the child not with a significant other person i'll just remove myself it'd be very you see me when you don't have your kid. It's just yeah. that until 
maybe they're older or were more serious and were then being introduced as now we're kind of like going into a family setting. But and also you don't leave your child. You, don't, you have to take your time to do things like that, don't you? Like yeah. just leaving your youth with this person. They're just in a car, in it. I, I would yeah, literally just be like, there's too many alarm bells going off. You need yeah. to spend time with your child without yeah. a person there. Like, yeah, basically. Spend time with them. I'll just remove myself. Basically. And, as, and just to answer your question about dating a man, yeah, I'll date a guy with children, but have your children patterned in the nicest way possible. And that's it. Any comments? Um, <laughs> Ronald says <laughs> to the previous conversation, as soon as the show is over, I will cut my nails and hack off my rat's tail. Nicholas said, uh, was that Louis talking to Kate? Right. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> says, exactly. Get off the balcony. <laughs> okay, guys. What's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? What has made you sad, mad, and glad? Is it my turn first? I don't even know. Yeah. I can't find my page. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's me. Uh, it's AK first. Oh. Okay. Well, I can't. I can't. I'm looking at the running order. It's like so AK. am I. It's Farah. It's Auntie Farah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Farah. Is it? It yeah. is. What are you looking at then? Go on, then. Go on. Go on, Farah. It's okay. Go on, You're looking at the next page. Oh, sorry. Yes, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. So, I am sad that the bouncers at Afro Paradise went on stink. 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 Today and didn't let me in to celebrate with Auntie Nana on her birthday and the other aunties that were there. So that made me very sad. Not the organisers, by the way. Yeah, sorry, not the organisers, the bouncers. Yeah, the bouncers. The yeah. bouncers. I said the bouncers. Wanna be, because like, yeah. people sometimes conflate the two. So just Yeah, no, people that do that are done because the venue is the venue and the, and the organisers and the event are separate, just so you all know how that shit works. I'm talking about the venue for pitch, their bouncers, whoever it is that they have to manage that facility were going on stank and they did not let me in to afro paradise to celebrate with auntie nana and the other aunties for her birthday but i am also really sad because tomorrow marks the fifth anniversary of the grenfell fire tragedy and uh where 72 people died and there has still been no justice no arrests no criminals um activity i can't speak but it's just really sad and there's a silent walk tomorrow for those of you that are interested in joining it starts at 6 30 so that makes me very sad. I am mad at the High Courts for allowing the demon that is Preeti Patel and her racist hate-filled policy to continue with plans to send the immigrants back to, sorry, not back, to Rwanda without their choosing, from, starting from tomorrow, possibly. I am glad that off the back of that, the protesters in Peckham on the estate were preventing the Popo and the immigration officers for, from detaining a man. And I'm also really glad, but also very sceptical at the new breakthrough cancer immunotherapy treatment that has been found at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centre in Manhattan. Basically, they have found, they've treated a bunch of people and they has not returned. They're all in remission. But I'm sceptical because I would really like people to, the powers that be, to act on this as quickly as they did with the COVID vaccine. And I just doubt that's going to happen. True. You're on mute. I'm sad that I was on mute. I'm sad because I wasn't feeling well earlier and it annoyed me. And then I had to go and take a lay down and it, made, it messed up the rest of my day because I have work to do, man. 
unexpectedly felt unwell. I'm better now. Uh, mad that my journey home from last night took longer than expected, way too long, not unnecessary diversions and too many people. It really pissed me off. But I'm also mad that you just can't trust things. I went to eat some passion fruit the other day and there was a dodgy black seed in it that looked like it was going off. And I kept getting flashbacks if I'd eaten it because I don't know if you've ever eaten a piece of bread that might have mold in it or something that's got something wrong with it. That taste always makes me feel extremely icky and un yeah, unfortunate. I get flashbacks for ages. So I was really annoyed that you can't just eat something without inspecting it. So it pissed me off. But I'm also very glad based on what's the name of that documentary you guys put in the group? Eat, no, pray, submit. What's it called? Um, Keep, sweet, pray and obey. That's the one. There's a documentary on Netflix that Auntie Farah put in the group. I hadn't watched it and I started watching it today. And I'm just very glad that my mum didn't raise me in a religious cult. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, it's just, I, anyway, we could, we probably talk about it maybe next week once we've all watched it. I, I'll, tell it everyone, I'll tell you what, everyone watch it. We've all watched it, haven't we? Huh? We should, like, discuss it a little bit on Patreon. and everyone... um, Yeah, so I need to catch up, though, because I only watched one episode. But, wow, I'm just really grateful because I think that we went, we had to go to church and mum was very much very religious. And so if she had any kind of different break, break in her brain, we could have been in a religious cult. So I'm just really glad that we're not. And I'm also glad my daughter has my baking hands because she's making apple crumble as we speak. And when we finish this show, you I'm going to try to send from my way because apple yeah. crumble is my favourite too. Okay, Auntie Anna, what's made you sad, mad and glad? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my sad is also that Auntie Farah was denied entry at pitch. And the head doorman was super aggressive and very unprofessional. And he was just like so negative from even when we were in the queue, he was just being an absolute asshole. And I really think like when the doormen are super aggressive and negative, that spreads into the venue. I think it's like the worst trait to have when you're running the door that the doormen just aren't very methodical. You can be cool without being aggressive and like hostile to people. And he had that and I really want him to, to lose his job. And then my mad is Archie Battersby is on life support at the moment and a high court judge has now ruled that they should switch off his life support machine and I was watching his family do a, a press conference just saying how they're going to appeal it for one but also they thoroughly believe that he has probably still got life in him because the ruling was on the medical professional saying that there's a likelihood that he is brain dead. I would need certainty that my child is brain dead before you're switching off the life support. And again, it's only been two months and you always hear of people that like, coming out of comas and stuff. And sometimes it's a few, it's six months, 12 months later. And yeah, it just broke my heart. I was getting so angry watching their news conference that absolutely pissed me off royally. So I do think that you should take the parents once into consideration. Overall, glad that I had a lovely birthday weekend. I was in Southend on Saturday and that was very fun, but very tiring as well, going on all the rides. And then Sunday at Afro Paradise, I absolutely loved it. It was great raving just around the corner from my house, getting there <laughs> in 10 minutes, being the first one there as well, because I'm so mature now that I'm 42. I oh get babies on time. Done, man. <laughs> I mean, a real change. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad to be this grand royal age as well. I feel like, yeah, this is great. I'm 42, entering into another seven-year cycle. This is the beginning of a new cycle, and I'm putting it out there. This time next year, I really do want podcasting to be my mainstream of income. So I'm putting that out there into the universe. Make it Our. happen. 
if it's ours or mine, whoever wants it, our that would be great. So everyone's <laughs> gonna throw things in the universe, throw them properly. If you want it too. Okay, so sad about Grenfell anniversary. Yeah, it just breaks my heart thinking about all of that, and still nothing really has been done. And we can piss up. Was it two point eight million for Jubilee? But they can't fix twenty eight million. Twenty eight million. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they can't. But they can't sort this out and prosecute people. It's insane. And some people still haven't been rehoused properly and that sort of yeah. thing as well. So it's awful. I am glad that I had the best weekend ever. Um, on Friday night, I went to Jules' residency at Jazz Cafe, and that was. Yeah, it was cool. It was like old school-ish for us, but it was still cool. But it was a sing-along night. It was really cool. And then on Saturday, I actually, I was assist. I was in the kitchen, guys. Let's say that. I was actually in the kitchen. Good. I, was in. I went with my friend to the market, bought meat and plantains and everything. And um, she done the jury. Obviously, she done everything I was just assisting and stuff but yeah yeah it was okay it was all right I survived it was all well, right you were working on a food store no we just cooked a meal basically. oh okay that's what I was like what right. <laughs> okay. yeah but I don't like the kitchen so this was an achievement for me so yeah well done well done just before we go shout out sorry have you done all yours no we've no. got to go my bad and then Afro Paradise on Sunday. So that was really cool. So obviously a bit biased because I know the people that run it and it was pretty amazing. And I think they're just amazing that they keep pulling off these great events over and over again. And then obviously it was Nana's birthday, which is amazing. And then also Nep's birthday and Isaac and Glennis and who else? Gina. Gina. Yeah. And someone else. Like, there's a load, like, just so many Geminis. Oh, wow, Geminis! Because we're the best. A whole yeah. football squad of Geminis. But yeah, it was just such a vibe. Yeah, and it would have been better if this Gemini was there too. 100%. And my mad is that I literally just can't hold my liquor. I can't. I can't <laughs> drink that much at all. I tried. And yeah, it got me into a very giddy state. And I was talking to people and that is good you need to do it more often yeah i love it <laughs> she was taking shots from the bottle like, yeah. I, I saw the clip in the bottle i was like oh, <laughs> I didn't know this. Right. we're gonna shout someone out i like yeah that. sorry i was just gonna shout out my sister chrissy it was her birthday on um saturday and just shout out to you lovely my sister another gemini up in the place knowing where yeah. it is Amazing. Comments. Okay. Glennis said the security are foolish. Yes, they are. Gracious Greatness says, you know what? Yeah, I will come announce after I find um, my manicure set and do the donate them to Auntie Charlotte. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so that she can have the longest, longest nails. <laughs> like that system from SWV. <laughs> Hashtag Nell's nailing. <laughs> Nell's nailing. Okay. <laughs> Imagine. Although, um, you can keep your nails. That's okay. <laughs> um, 
Candy says, um, glad I got to see my family in Italy. Sad I made it back to mediocre Britain. I'm mad I was asked to move my seat on the flight for an entitled hostile couple who wanted to be sat together with their toddlers. Yeah. I didn't move and they sat separately with their kids. Also mad at the long queues in the airport arriving back. Yeah, don't move, man. And then lots of happy birthdays from T, Nana, to the gracious greatness, Candice, the... Akin Al Al what say trust says no Leos are the best, laugh out loud. But also happy birthday with the Geminis. And Ronald says, not sad, mad, or glad, but intrigued to how you found out just like Beyonce has a beehive, Kalami Kamala has a K hive. Oh, does she? Just like, oh, does she? Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right, all right. We maybe we'll explore that next week. Okay, mm -hmm. so each week we've got a new Spotify weekly playlist. I've just dropped the link in the comments. It's your aunties could never playlist. This week we said songs that make you think of summer. So quickly, my tunes are summertime. It's an obvious one, but it's just such a freaking classic by the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. It's just so good. You smile when you hear it. Burner Boy, that just <laughs> makes me think of hotness, because especially because me and Auntie Farah were in Santorini the year that it blew up. And it was the anthem of that holiday. So it just makes you think of that. And Ice Cube today was a good day. It's just one of those. I like that one. Cruising, cruising down the streets kind of tunes. Today was a good day by Ice Cube. Okay, Auntie Shadi. So Bobby V, Slow Down, when that came out, I was in New York and it was summertime. So that's always, it's got like core memory for me. Rick Ross, here I am. I just love that tune. Here I am. Just here sounds like summer. Ray Black, My Hood. I just think that sounds like summer evenings. Do you know what I mean? No one used to be on the block kind of thing in six week holiday or whatever. K Camp, Comfortable. Again, just love that tune. Like I just think it just good vibes. And three nationals featuring chronics, eternal light. Not necessarily a popular one, but still good vibes. Just make you smile. Yeah, check them out. Go ahead, go ahead. Auntie Farah. Farah. Auntie Nana, go on. Okay, all right. So my ones are Days Like This by Shauna Scoffery. Love that tune. And There's Nothing Like This by Omar. Again, one of my favorite tunes ever. And I Am the Black Gold of the Sun by New Yorican Soul. Again, I just love that tune because it reminds me of myself. Oh, are you ready? Right. So mine is, it's all soca. So it's Palance. 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 Because summer to me means carnival. And that is by JW and Blaze. And then it's Timmy Banton, uh, Marshall Mantello. Sorry. <laughs> I'll just do one more comment. So Gracious Greatness says, I'm sad at the Grenfell thing as well. Mad at the immigration thing. Glad that I made Auntie Sade laugh. She's got a sweet love I do think. I just want to see all sisters joyful rather than tra tra traumatized. Thank Yay. You. Good one. And your last one, Auntie. For my interruption, I was saying Family by uh, Skinny Fabulous, Marshall Mantello and Bungie Garland. And my last one is Mr. Killer. Pick up something and run with it. Okay. That reminds me, all them treats reminds me of summer. All right, check out the playlist. Your aunties can never play this. I need that list though, Farah, because I know none of those songs. So. Okay. Then. <laughs> yeah. I need them. That'll be the 25 weekly playlist and we'll come back next week with some more tunes. So just listen to it. It's fun. It's a very big mix of 
who we are. And lastly, lastly, almost lastly, Anshale, unpopular opinion. Don't piss me off. Hit list. What's going on? Mate. All right, let's move on. Thank you for watching. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. I would say, you know, but she did it. What she always does. Yeah. I I missed that. I didn't I forgot you. I missed that. I didn't know you said that. Okay. Yeah, no, I said that I wanted to do it because I haven't done one for a while. It's not it's a little bit hit list. So recommendation stroke hit list. So if you watch Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, which is on Netflix. That is my recommendation to you because it, it is fucking wild. And then on my hit list, hit list is Warren Jeffs, who was the leader of the FLDS, who you'll know all about once you watch the commentary. He's on my hit list for all of the fucking disgusting shit that he did mm. while he was head. And is still doing from behind bars. And the fact that he could actually be up for parole in 2038, I hate that shit. He's on my hit list. Yes. I put it there in the comments, a trailer in the comments, and it's in, on Netflix, as Auntie Farah said. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a mad one. It's a mad one. We will talk about it. Okay, guys, that's it. Thank you for watching. And for those who listen in the future, thank you for listening. This has been Your Aunties Could Never. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms at Your Aunties Could Never. Watch us back on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to our episodes on most, as I said, popular listening platforms. Don't forget to write your reviews on Apple Podcasts and like us on Spotify and leave your comments wherever you need to leave your comments. Positive ones, by the way. And uh, yeah, help us become rich aunties. Don't forget, we've also got a Patreon. You can sign up to our three tier offerings, www.patreon.com forward slash your aunties could never. We'll be back, back, next, back next week. And I think we have a special guest next week. So tune in for that later. Bye-bye now. Bye, guys. Bye.